Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a special show for you guys today. We have an interview with the one and only Dorinda Make It Nice Medley. And speaking of Make It Nice, she's got a new book that's out next week, August 17th, called Make It Nice. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear my chat with her. Dorinda, to me, is a quintessential Real Housewife. And although she's not on the current season of The Real Houses of New York, I miss her terribly. And to me, she will always be one of the greatest Real Houses of all time. And hopefully she'll be back on our screen soon because I miss her. But in the meantime, I hope you guys will enjoy my chat. She's given us so many moments throughout the years, like clip, not well, bitch. Thank you, Giovanni. (laughs) Thank you, Giovanni. I also loved when she would have a couple too many martinis and they'd have to subtitle her, like when she was giving that speech to Luann and Tom before the wedding. To blessings, I, I'm so happy that, you know, I, that I am part of this. I knew you for a long time. She's very face. You know, not a moment in time, not a moment it happens. Every, every once in a while, you know, you just know when it's right. And it's right. There's a moment in time happens, and then comes a moment in time, and the blessings. Ah, I loved it, you guys. I love me some Dorinda Medley. Uh, also, I wanted to play that clip of her. Remember in the Halloween episode when she had the Lady Gaga outfit and she kept walking around the party telling people it was from Andy Samberg's people and then Adam Samberg and then Andy Slamberg and it just kept morphing uh, where this costume came from and it was SNL, then it was NSL. It was such a wonderful moment. Hopefully we'll get some answers on where that Lady Gaga costume is. Which, speaking of, I know this is a little, a bit of an aside, but did you guys see the House of Gucci trailer? Because I cannot wait for that film. Lady Gaga's in a new movie called House of Gucci, and she's doing a very exciting accent work. Now, I can't necessarily say that it's an Italian accent. I think it may be supposed to be. But whatever it is, I love it. When In the trailer, she's like, bravo, bravo. And I got more serotonin in that moment than I have in the past two years. We're all going to be going to see House of Gucci when it comes out. You hear me? We're doing a movie club or whatever. We're going to go see Adam Driver and and Lady Gaga doing that accent because I can't wait for it. House of Gucci. I think it's out this fall or something. Honestly, the most anticipated movie of the year for me. Space Jam's already out, so now now it's House of Gucci. That's all I'll be thinking about for the rest of the time. Bravo! Bravo! Anyway, speaking of Bravo. Uh, I'm going to play my chat with Dorinda Medley. Before I do, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. You can also get Everything Iconic merch available at everythingiconic.store. Order Dorinda's book, Make It Nice, out August 17th. And with all of that said, please enjoy my chat. Dorinda, Make It Nice Medley. Dorinda Medley, she always makes it nice. Ah! She's got a new book out called Make It Nice. Dorinda, how are you? Very excited. I've been I've been the most excited about this podcast out of all the press I've done so far oh. because Danny, you and I have very good banter. Our telephone calls could be a podcast. Right. I know. This is going to be a little bit hard because I feel like we talk offline. 
a little yes. bit. And so no, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to play dumb a little bit and ask you some questions, but uh, no, now you got to be your professional self. You are no longer Danny. I call it eight o'clock at night after three martinis. You're Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm professional during the medley and you are Danny Pellegrino, the huge influencer, Bravo TV, uh, aficionado and a podcast extraordinaire. Oh my God. I love you. Dorinda, tell me about the book. Like, tell me about how it came about, what the process was like. Let's start there. I'm going to tell you, it was, it was actually, as everyone knows, I know everybody's afraid to read you, but I was put on pause and it was during COVID and I was back in the Berkshires where it all started a uh, hundred years ago. And there was something about that trifecta that, you know, when Simon and Schuster came to me and said, please, let's do this. Let's write this book. I thought, you know what? It's time to make the shift. It's time to apply myself, distract myself, be in that moment. You know, as terrible as COVID is and was in quarantine, it did allow us a beautiful time to reflect. And I, as everyone knows, was up at BSM. And I really thought, this is interesting because I'm sort of in this pandemic. I'm on this pause and I'm back where it all started. Like I'm back home where Dorinda Methy, that girl in the tree, started and looked out and said, how the hell do I get out of this place? You know, I don't want to live, die, live and die here. I want to make it bigger, better, faster. And somehow it's come full circle. And I just stopped talking, stopped like we all did, stopped running around. And I just started, I really treated it like a job every day. And I really decided early on um, to just, I wanted to have it read like, people could hear my voice. Like I was telling a story in my living room. You were sitting down and saying, tell me about Dorinda Sinkala. Tell me about Dorinda as a young girl. And I'm hoping, especially that's why I did my own audiobook because I just wanted, you know, people know my voice and people know I love a good story. You're famous for saying, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Is there anything in the book that you might regret? How ironic. Is there anything you're looking back and saying, I wish I didn't say that? You know, I'm not a big regretter. You could tell, you know, that from the TV, I sort of like put it all out there and let people love me, hate me, have opinions and just keep it moving. Um, I don't know if I regret it because it was whatever I said was true. I, I hope that people take it and don't, you know, I don't think I say anything that bad, but I just hope that maybe if not the people I wrote about people that are in their lives now don't think, you know, don't get jealous or get mad or get upset or maybe, you know, there's always that chance you take. I try to be very respectful, especially in the parts I'm talking about, Richard, to make sure I did it from my point of view and not involve the children, because I really think that journey is theirs to tell and not mine. To, so, that, so I was, that one was very, I was very, very, very aware of what I was writing and my sort of experience through it. And that was really the hardest part of the book for me to write. Because it was, I truly, I knew it was coming. Like it was so easy to write about my childhood, write about my parents, write about my grandparents. And then then we got closer to it. I'm like, oh God, it's coming. Because obviously that was such a huge part of my life and such a, you know, character building period. Yeah. And a shift, a major shift. Sure. Talk to me about Diane, your mom. I mean, we've we've gotten little pieces about your relationship with your mom. And I always feel like I relate to you on a different level because, and I was reading this in the book that you're Italian and Polish, which is what I am as well. Uh, my mom's Polish, my dad's Italian. And um, But talk to me about Diane. Has she read the book? I don't think she's read the book yet. She she read the first page and then cried, you know, the dedication. She's definitely read the cover a million times. My father's so guilty. He's like, 
Dan, look at that girl. Can you believe that's our daughter? Look at her. Look at that. Oh, look at how so fancy sweet. she is. I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, they'll they'll read it. But my mother knows how I feel about her. And, you know, my mother is such a huge part of my life and such an anchor and such a foundation. And she's really taught, given me the best tools ever to, you know, go out in the world and have the confidence to venture and try and fail. And she's given me the best set of tools, which is being a, a carrying on, you know, our the, the gift of motherhood. You know, for me, a mother is just a good mother is just so valuable. Nothing oh, yeah. can go wrong as long as you have a good mother. It just can't. Totally. My mother used to always say we're a little, oh boy. You know what that because you know my mother's so funny because she's sort of that old Italian that you know salt of the earth. She's gonna there's gonna be no in between when God forbid she leaves this earth. She's gonna go straight to sainthood. But she'll you know she does like good gossip. My mother used to say, if the father's bad and the mother's good, the family's good. But if the mother's bad and the father's good, no chance. They got no chance. <laughs> you know, on the show, you used to say, I, I have heard you say um, nerved up before, like when somebody gets <laughs> nervous. And that's something my grandmother always said. And my mother says it as well. But it always was like, I, I've never heard anyone else use that phrase before. And then I've heard you on the show. And I was like, oh. I said something the other day. Soften the TV, my mother would say. I love that. Did your mother say that? Soften the TV? Kids. She, I, 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 somebody said that. I think my aunt might have said that. Danny, just by the way, I don't want to sidebar, but I have not gotten over. I've told the story to a million people about your father misplacing you at Disneyland. <laughs> I love that old fashioned, no responsibility. We misplaced him and yeah. he says it on tape. He said he admitted it on tape. He just misplaced me. And yeah, it was a family secret for years. I thought I made this story up that I got lost because I remember being lost at Disneyland. <laughs> Or Disney World, and then I found this tape where my dad admits it, but he calls it misplaced. I know that's an Italian thing. But you didn't get lost, you got misplaced. (laughs) I was lost. (laughs) They are lying to all of us. I was lost. I remember being lost and trying to find my way. Um, Dorinda, I gotta switch gears. So a lot of people don't know this. When you had found out about the Roni quote unquote pause or not coming back for the next season, you had also just lost a very dear friend to you, I think that same day or same week. And I could imagine the emotional toll of that. What was that like? Well, you know, John Giswold, who I love, who was the creator of Dorobics with me that lives on and such a great. John Giswold was one of these people, you know, I, I, I have people, I collect really wonderful people in my life and every once in, and it's a very tight group. And you see that in the book that I kind of collect people and they stay with me for a long time. I don't have millions of friends, but the people I have are really my chosen family. And he was one of these guys that I just was like, I fell in love with him. We were so close. And I just spoken to him like that Saturday and uh, he had an operation and he, and we were, going to start this big aerobics thing again. And we talked every morning at five 30, cause he was up with me at five 30, six o'clock. He died on like that Sunday. And then they put me on pause on Tuesday. And I really was, I it was just so like, it was two deaths in one week. And you got to remember at that point, I'm thinking I'm going back. I mean, I'm making a bluestone manor gingerbread house for Christmas. I'm thinking about how COVID friendly things. So it really threw me. Um, but, you know, I just sort of like looked at it as I had to change it up in my mind and, and just 
hear it for what it was. And, you know, my mother said something very interesting at the time. She said, if you know then what you know now, or if you know now what you know then or something like that, whatever my mother said, if you would know then what you know now, you're going to be thankful that you were given this time to do other things and grow because Dorinda, you do the best when things change up. And it is true. Every six years, things to change seem to change for me. I don't know what it is. Six years. It's like, boom, God says, okay, we're done with that. Let's, uh, let's change the music. You know, I'm waltzing. I'm having a great time. I think it's my life. And God's like, it's like, the, you know, where you do the duck, duck, goose thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to get up and start running again. But I do well in those moments. And, you know, I think it was, I've ne- I got so many great things out of it. I got to spend this time with my parents that I hadn't spent in years. We were always so busy and involved and engaged. That I drove, like, hey, mom, my mom, you know. I got to write, have time to write a book that I could really write and sit in up at Bluestone Manor without a lot of outside noise. I got to be safe. You know, I was very COVID aware. I mean, I was one of these people that, you know, didn't take it seriously. Like I was afraid of COVID and am afraid of COVID and was very afraid of it for my parents. And I just got to really be still and enjoy Bluestone Manor, which I've developed such a different relationship with. I've always loved it, but now I love it. Like I have to go back to the city tonight and I don't want to go. Dorinda, I also got to say that you lucked out because this is the worst season of Roni that we've had. And I think largely because uh, you were not on the program, did you miss it at all? You're always going to miss it. Listen, you know, it's like when the first year out of college, you know, when you, or when you're first out of college and you're happy to be at it, you know, it's okay that you're out of college, but you're like, Oh, can't believe everybody's going on spring break. And the only thing that was lucky for me is that I think it would have been a lot harder if it weren't COVID and it was, you know, New York booming and they were running around doing all the parties in a weird way because no one could do anything. It sort of was out of sight, out of mind. I could get my head around that. But, you know, I just, I don't have, you know, I didn't leave on a bad note. You know, it just, I I think in, I mean, I would hope in their mind that they weren't, I don't think they perceive it as negative. I think in the long run, it actually was a blessing. I think I got to grow in a different way. And I think my audience sort of, which was such a nice thing for me, and I'm not saying this to be at all narcissist or, but people were spoke out. So were so vocal about me not being there that, you know, that's always good for your ego and stuff. Right. right. And you know, if they, if they make a decision or I make a decision and things are different, who knows? You never know. Yeah. You never know. I want you back or I want there to be like a separate Bluestone Manor show. Uh, you know, I would love that. But I. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine this house uh, filled with it, doing a whole Bluestone Manor show up here with a bunch of people? That would give be it wild. to me. I want it now. <laughs> I would sign me up. Uh, but, you know, you're I, like I, the 10th person that has said that. I, I mean, I think it'd be great. I think it's that's the thing. Almost obviously, of course, we miss you. But those trips to Bluestone Manor were always the most epic part of the whole season. Well, you want to hear what's so funny about you saying that? After I announced that I was, you know, taking, I don't even know. I feel, I, I don't feel awkward even saying it. Because like, even every time I talk to Andy, I'm like, well, when they got fired, you're not fired. You're put up pause. Like he's always, there's that weird word because no one ever heard that word before. Right. 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 So, um, you know, people were, I remember one text was like, oh my God, no more Bluestone Manor, no more Len. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, we miss Len. I, I miss Bluestone Manor terribly. Uh, are you still in touch? I, I think you're still in touch with Bethany. You were on her HBO show. How is she doing? And then I also want to know that you're, you're 
close with Carol too in real yep. life. And I'm curious how to manage the two of them because you are. There's no, there's, there's no managing it. You know, I have a lot of friends like that in my life. Like I don't, I don't get my friendship with the person is my friendship with the person. And I, even when I lived in London, I had some people that were artists and some people that were sort of the, you know, people, lady and Lord with tag and all that. And they, you know, the two worlds never meet. I'm very good you know, I'm like a zookeeper. You know what I mean? Like when I'm with polar bears, I do that. When I'm with the penguins, I do that. You know, when I'm with, but I never let them both go into each, you know, if they don't want to go into each cages, I say, fine, I'll go visit you, you know, tomorrow. And my friendship with both of them is good. You know, they're both great, great girls. And Bethany's a great girl and obviously extremely smart and successful and funny as shit. You know what I mean? She just, she's a wealth of, she's a plethora of funny remarks. It just, and, and, you know, Carol's been a great friend, you know, it's nice that I've been able to take away those friendships from the, from the show, because now the friendship's not about being on the show. It's about, we really like each other. Right. Whose side, do, whose side were you on in that? Whole not, feud? Yeah, Danny, how <laughs> dare you, sir? You know, I had to ask. Shame on you. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I was team Carol, but What's a lot of people. What's that got to do with my make it nice book? You know what? We're everyone's going to buy the Make It Nice. We're going to make all the everything iconic listeners buy the Make It Nice book. It's fantastic. Here Where it is. Look how gorgeous sold. that cover is. Where books are sold. And not only can people get the hardcover, they can also get you reading the audiobook, which is fantastic. Yes, with this beautiful voice. Um, but so you were Team Carol then? I will not answer that. <laughs> I was t- listen. I was Team both of them. Listen, yeah, no, you know what the word? You know what the truth is? I wanted them to just get along again. I think they had a great friendship. And I, I think that if we just got one more season of them together, I, I think they would have sorted it. It always ends. And I want. I think if they have one more season, you know, it's just like I always say, think to myself, if I come back this season, well, maybe not this season because of COVID and stuff. I think I would have had a great season. Because oh, everybody, everybody has a you know bad season and then the resurrection, the good, the bad, you know. Right. It's a roller coaster. And I always thought like, yes, I didn't think you had a good season last season. But I do believe that you would have come back. Yeah, but I had it. But you know what? Funny how it is. I spoke the truth. Okay, wait. I want to do. Uh, you you brought this up, so I'm gonna. I read between the lines a little bit while I was watching you, and I do want to say up front that I liked Tinsley and I, all of that good stuff. I like, like Tinsley. I like Tinsley a lot, but I read between the lines of you saying we're all pretending and this is supposed to be a reality show, and so I thought you were getting upset that it was becoming too sort of we're all Cinderella. Active. Right. Is that, am yeah, I, well, reading no, that no. I think that it is. I think, no, listen, I like Tinsley too. And t- I wish Tinsley well. And I actually called her right after the, or texted her right after the whole thing happened. And I don't want to address that because that's her life and her thing. But I just think for me, let's talk about me. For me, when I'm on the show, I think it, I feel like what you guys see, good, bad, or otherwise, is the truth. Like if it, I had to bring up, if I have to breaking up with John, I have to bring up John. If I, my house, life is a disaster, my house is flooded, I have to bring it up. I have to, you know, put it all out there. Like there's no, and I just found it a little bit awkward considering the history that we all knew that we just couldn't have an honest conversation. And as women, how we would be supporting a situation where probably I didn't believe was going to be healthy, but that's was my opinion. And I just thought that being my honest opinion, right, wrong, or other, I should, should, it, it was okay to say. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more of my chat with Dorinda Medley. I also want to thank Acast for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to acast.com slash everything iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Did they ask you to cameo this season? Like, was there ever a... No. No. Would you go back? Would you... I mean, I should say, would you want to go back? Let's say they call you and they're like, come on back. You know what's so funny? I, I, I don't... I try not to think about that and think about it in that way because you know, you just if you start going down that road, you start to be that housewife that worries if they're going back or not. If you just sort of live, you know, and I'm really lucky because I have the book and I'm doing a great thing with Airbnb and I'm doing the great thing with Nutrisystem as their ambassador and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm launching a bourbon and launching a candle and I try to you know keep myself and enjoying you know being up here and I just don't. I would hate to. You know, I just don't know what's the word. If the show is, I don't know if I would be, I, I would hope I'd be right for the show still. I would hope that I could fit in and be a good character, but I just don't know. Maybe they're going in a different direction. Who knows who's going to come back next year? Who knows what the show's going to look like next year? You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. in a new world now. Yeah, it seems like I'm not even sure that they know what's going on next season. But I, you mentioned, I mean, I think let's put it this way. I think if you brought back the whole old crew and maybe the new girls too, and threw them all in together. And would that be a fun show? And would I want to be on that? Yes. I mean, I I think it would do well. And it would be the new girls, the old girls, a big cast, have fun, throw them all in there. You know, everybody should loosen up a bit. You know, don't be worried if someone's having a drink or having a little bit too much fun, let the games begin, come up to Bluestone Manor put up a Christmas tree. Yeah. that w- I would like to be uh, part of that. I don't know if I, you know, if I, if it's a totally different show, if me or even maybe any of the other girls fit in, I just don't know what the yeah. direction is anymore. Yeah. You mentioned Nutrisystem. Were you a Marie Osmond fan? I had her on the show and my mom. Are you kidding like, me? Right. I was okay, on so Watch Rappers Live with Marie Osmond. I fell madly in love with her. She's amazing in all ways. A legend. Like, and she's beautiful. She is beautiful it was one of my happiest times when i found out i was on with watch watch i mean she's a legend in my mind i grew up with her i'm a little bit country i'm I'm a little little bit bit rock rock and and roll roll. remember that i mean and she's beautiful i mean we had so many things in common in fact except the fact that she's never had a drink in her life that's where we really went to (laughs) our part she's parted but yeah, she's like, and then when I got, when they asked me to do Nutrisystem, because I was getting fat during COVID, like I was eating like the world was ending. Like every day I was going to the New York Times list and 
making those recipes and pairing them with wines and drinking liqueurs afterwards in front of the fire. Like it felt like the end of the world. I mean, I got a a bread maker and it's like, I didn't need to make bread every night, but we all did it. (laughs) So when Nutrisystem called me up, they said, listen, we just, you love you so much. You always make it nice. I was like, oh, thank you. And we would love to talk to you about being an ambassador for Nutrisystem. I was like, I am both incredibly honored and highly insulted. Okay. But I lost 16 pounds. But you know, it's a, yeah. And you I get to lost work with 16 Marie. pounds. You look great. You look great. Pounds. I thought you it looked great worked. before, but it's all about how you feel. You know, it's, it's not even so much about the numbers. It's like how you feel in your own. Body. Oh, I, 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 I did. was about the numbers because when I put on my jeans, I was like, who wears these sort of clothes? They're very constricting. Like now my jeans fit. And also too, like, you're on with Marie Osmond. Like when I was on the commercial and she says, Hey, you're in there. How do you, I'm like, that's iconic. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, Dorinda. When I'm an old lady, someone's going to see that and be like, Dorinda Matthew was with Marie Osmond. It's it's truly amazing. Dorinda, speaking of iconic, is there a favorite moment that pops up online from your time on the show that you love to see? There is one that has been popping up more and more. It's you and Bethany saying it's bad. And I think at, at Maddie caps, uh, or at Maddie recaps on Twitter, he he had posted that video at first, but I feel like it it comes around all the time now, and it makes me laugh so hard. It's, I, it makes it's me. Bad. I forgot about that. It's bad. I know it's, it's bad. bad. It's really bad. It's so good. <laughs> no, it's bad. Hannah's like, you're such an asshole. The poor girl's crowd. You're like, no, <laughs> bad. But you needed her to accept it. You said, you, you speak about all these other things and I need you to finally accept that it's bad. And she's like, it's bad. It's Sometimes bad. you need someone to bad. say that to you. I'm like, no, it's really bad. <laughs> Is there a favorite out of all of these moments? Of course, we have clips, I, say it, forget it, make it nice, all these. I, I'm always going to, I'm always, I just love, I, I don't love, I love the saying, but I love the fact that poor Candace Bushnell has no idea what's going on. And somehow she got dragged into it. You know, Candace is like, she's so nice. And, you know, we know each other, but we don't know each other so well to be. And I was in such a moment. And she's like, hey, Dorinda, how you doing? And I'm like, I'll tell you how I'm doing. How well, <laughs> She's like, what? What? Uh, I miss you on the show. She got dragged into it. And she doesn't even know. She's got that look on her face like. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Do you have any regrets from your time on the show? Is there one moment that you, I, you mentioned you don't really have regrets, but. You know, listen, I think it, at the time I didn't, but I think that I'm not a big regret person. There's times I was embarrassed, yeah. but you know, I think sometimes you, you, um, you know, I think it's regrets, you know, probably when I got a little bit too dull, those drunken speeches, but they were funny. This, I didn't hurt anybody. Who cares? Um, you know, they were all funny. They all turned out fine. They created storyline. You know, the great thing about a lot of those situations, they may have been uncomfortable for others, but we could talk about it for three more episodes. There you go. There you, you go. You know what I mean? Giovanni, Giovanni, Giovanni. That was a whole season. Do you that still... one shout out, Giovanni, Giovanni, Giovanni. The memes were made. You know, people bad eyeballs. We had a whole season about that, right? You know, so, okay, was it yeah. great that they did that? Probably not. But would I take it back? No, because we had a great season off in it. True. You know, I'm a little tired of the Luann Cabaret stuff. And I know that's controversial of me to say because I've always supported all of her 
music, but now I'm kind of getting to the point where I've had enough. It's bad. Well, she, I think it's back on, isn't it? Yeah, it's back so, on. It's back on. Do you, do you still keep in touch with any of the gals? Are you still talking yeah. to the women who are on the show? You're still. I talked to Luann. I text with Sonia. Sonia's hard to get a hold of because she's always traveling so much. She's like, she's like, a, she's like at a Toronto traveling show. Leah, I talked to. Um, and every once in a while, Ebony gives me a shout out. She did not watch Robert's live. She'll send me a DM. She seems like, I think Debbie and I would really gotten along well. I think she just sort of came in at a weird time, obviously with COVID and there was your absence. So I think it was just a weird time. And I think it would have been great. I would, I would have been a great sort of connector. There was just too much of a thing between Ramona Singer and Ebony Williams. I, you know, it's just like this with the gap. Like I'm pretty good at like filling the gap gap up. Yeah. Okay. I know I got to let you go. I miss doing Leah's second season because I think we kind of developed a really fun friendship that I don't think people really realized last year. Like we were really, I developed a nice friend. But stay, and, oops. Oh my God. That sucks. Hold on. Um, and, um, you know, we talk quite a bit. Right. Um, quick questions before I let you go. Do you still have the Lady Gaga, Andy Slamberg, NSL costume, the Halloween costume? It's so funny you bring that up because Hannah wanted that. He was like, where is that whole thing? No, that that. Do you know by the time I got home, every ball was gone. It was. Do you know that they were all over the cabs? They were all, when they were cleaning up. JP was like, "Your balls were everywhere." <laughs> I mean, that was the craziest cost. There's another great speech. We could go home. That was drink so good. wine, watch ghosts, and Carol's like, "Okay," and tell our deepest, deepest, darkest secrets. Oh my god, I love it. Um, John, are you still in touch with John? I know just people are took John out for his birthday the other night with his parents. How's John doing? John's doing good. You know what? I, I don't get rid of people, Danny. Once you get one, I'm like the mafia. Once you get into the Dorinda circle, you're kind of you're on the train. Dorinda, were you a Sopranos fan? Obviously, oh, everyone has made the connection yes. between you and Edie Falco, of course. Oh, when I saw Edie Falco once, she looked at me and I looked at her like we'd seen a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You guys have the same vibe. Are you going to... I, I'm so excited for they're doing that prequel movie and I can't wait. I don't know if the Edie character, Carmela, will be in it, but they're doing like a Sopranos thing. Uh, okay. Favorite Housewives trip? My oh, I love the trip to Mexico that we did where we went to the agave place where I almost uh, when I put the knife through my hand. Um, <laughs> that was a fun trip where we did the helicopters. Anything you could tell me about the boat ride from hell? Like anything you could spill about that crazy boat ride? It was terrible. It was terrible. It was scary, and um, yeah, it was just. Uh, but it was great TV. It was. It was. I'm going to tell you something. I was so in it when I'm in the housewives. I'm like, I was like, okay, that's great. It was a great TV. They're like, we almost died. I'm like, but was a great TV. <laughs> I love the little footage. There was like cell phone footage. I think Bethany maybe took of it. And, and as the viewer, I'm like, I need more. Like, why didn't anyone else turn on their phones? Like I need. Yeah. That was, that was on my cell phone. I still have it. Oh my God. Can you, it. Will you text it to me, please? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Dorinda, I'm going to let you go. Anything else you want to tell people about the book? I want everyone to pick up, make it nice. Where Listen books to are the sold. Wherever books are sold, you get on Amazon, you get an independent bookseller, wherever you want to get your book, you get it. Danny, you want to Audible. come? Audible. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Danny, you should come to New York and throw my book party. I would love to. I would love to. And I want to come to Bluestone Manor. You know, I'm dying. Come, come there. Will you come? You'll come up I'm with Tim. Come. And I've got a beautiful tote bag and a nice mug for you. 
Ah, I love you. Dorinda. And a blue stone matter candle. I, look at my, I got a Dorinda prayer candle right behind me. I don't know. I forget who you know, sold this. I never this. did those prayer candles because I was afraid. As a Catholic, I'm afraid it's sacrilegious. My Diane Sakala would like that. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get rid of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean to sell. People are always offering me to sell me as thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, my mother would have none of that. Listen, you know what I did yesterday? Yesterday I came in and my mother came to visit me and I had all those, you know, I have those holy candles that your mother picks up for you that you light whenever you're in trouble. I'm like, Oh my God, I lost my phone. Let me light the candle. Oh my God. I think I'm scared. Let me light the candle. Oh my God. I'm going on a trip. Let me light the candle. Like the candle thing is my thing. I'd light it for everything. You got a problem. I'll light your candle. So I had a bunch of empty ones of them. I'm like, mom, can you like, what do I do with the empty ones? She goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, like, can I throw, throw them away? What are you nuts? <laughs> I was like, she goes, bring them back to the church. I was like, are you kidding me? You can't throw them away, Trenta. You can't. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, okay, Dorinda, I'm calling on Bravo to bring you back. We need you. Uh, for next season. And if not, I'm going to need them to give you a Bluestone Manor show. Just like maybe a Christmas special. If you do a Christmas special, I'm coming for that. Like happy you have to holidays. Me. You have to oh, invite me for that. The street situation is off the charts this year. In fact, we're going to do a podcast from Bluestone Manor at Christmas. Wait till you see. <laughs> I'm not doing real trees except one. I'm doing a Candyland theme. I'm no, you wait. And Dorinda, I have to point out to listeners that you called me, I think, in like March or April in front of your Christmas tree this year. And it was the ha- it made me like the happiest. Like you still had your tree up. You were like, it's COVID. We're keeping the tree up. We need the spirit. And that's why it's I true. love it so much. Oh, uh, Danny, Dorinda, I'm so happy. That was fun. I look forward to it all day. Be well. Uh, you too, I'll Dorinda. Call you Thank you. Martinis tonight. Okay, bye, Dorinda. All my love. <laughs> 